Hey, good evening, Fahim. Hey, Mel. Hey, Heidi. I haven't seen you for a while. Ah, oh, hope also everything's uh, okay. And uh, yeah, I will talk about uh, two more minutes for other folks to join. And uh, hi, North. Welcome. Yeah, today I'm just going to take it easy.、Uh, I call it a victory lap because、uh, it's been a while.、Uh, there's a lot of news、uh, that has legal implications that I want to talk about, but I never get a chance to talk about it. So I kind of want to take tonight to just go over some of the recent happenings that I find out to be hilariously evidence、uh, become becoming evidence to prove that my my theory of a judicial white privilege. Is actually correct, and、uh, and it's useful because I treat my theory like a science because、uh, you can use it to predict what's going to happen in the coming years, what's going to happen to this country. So I kind of take great pleasure on what some miserable things that have happened recently. So I just want to go over that. So so let me get started. Uh, okay. Uh, well, welcome, Phil. And、uh, Hannah, everybody. So I'll just I'll just get started.、Uh, feel free to call in and、uh, voice your opinion. So I've been doing this、uh, show for about a year. I started on April the seventeenth, I think, last year. The starting episode is called the Black Rage Shooting, where I have said, you know,、uh, mass shootings are indication that our justice system is not functioning at all. So, so it's about a year now. So I kind of thinking about. Let me just go back to revisit some of the episodes and why it's still applicable to the recent happenings.、Uh, so that's what I want to do. So start with first thing: mass shootings.、Uh, the the AP、uh, Associated Press published a article, I think yesterday. Saying that the mass killing is on record pace in 2023. Uh, he actually uh, draw a chart which I love. You know, as we all say, a picture with a thousand word. So, as a matter of fact, let me grab that link and post it on the、uh, on the chat room, so you can see it yourself. That mass killing for 2023 is on a record pace. The、uh, and he has a nice chart showing that 2023 at this point in April、uh, is well above the curve in that link. Now this is not me doing statistics.、Uh, I have said. All these mass killings—they all under there's underlining grievances. These mass shooters strongly believe there's no other alternative but picking up a gun and mass shoot people. They sometimes even do live streaming on social media. Why they do it on social media? Well, you can imagine if a premeditated murder for any other private reasons, you want to do these killings very secretly. You want to get away from murdering someone, mass killing. These killers—they are not trying to get away; they are trying to make a statement, right? As we all know that, and uh, and uh, 
I have said that in the first episode, I called the Black Rage shootings. You go back to the history of these shooters; they all hold extremely strong beliefs that our justice system has wronged them, has wronged their people. They have no other alternative but to do what they did. And I have also had an episode called the White Victims of Judicial White Privilege, indicating. Uh, showing that a white father killed five of his own children, and surely enough, recently, the USA Today published a report saying that our children in America are three times more likely to be killed at home than at school. So forget about school mass shooting for a minute. Okay, it's not that they're not important; they are super important. You know, bulletproof. Backpack is a joke on us, but at home, what you gonna do? You gonna have your own children wear a bulletproof something at home? And、uh, and 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 so that is、uh, and plus recently you've heard the two shooting incident. Literally, people drive drive knock on the wrong door,、uh, drive into a wrong driveway. Got killed. What is that? It just means that there is a national pandemic of interhuman hatred. Okay, just randomly, if someone show up at someone's door, that homeowner is unhappy, and he has a firearm and he will shoot. That's how pathetic this country has 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 become. Okay. Well, by the way, because I'm going to touch that the Ohuru、uh, indictment. I have a,、uh, you know what? I'll just wait till I get to there. Like I said, sowing discord now have become a crime, according to the National Security Division of the DOJ. So, from that perspective, I think every episode I've done since a year ago has a element, undeniably, an element of a sowing discord. Okay. Because I do believe our justice system is not working. That if that is sowing discord, so be it. If that's a sin, so be it. If that's a crime, so be it. All right. So so that's the first thing I want to talk about: mass shooting. The second one is the this drug, abortion drug called the、uh, methapristone. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Well, if you remember correctly,、uh, if you remember back in August seventh last year, I did a Dob decision episode two, the war on abortion drugs. In in that episode, I had predicted because of the Dob's decision, the next one is by those so-called Christian activists, pro-life activists. Their next target will be the abortion drugs. And、uh, sure enough, a group of doctors, I guess conservative Christians, they filed a lawsuit in Texas saying this drug should not be on the market at all. Oh, funny enough, well, if you're conservative, you always will say it's the gun,、uh, it's the people who kill people, not the gun, right? So here is the drug that kills the baby, not the not not the pregnant woman. So it, it, think about the hypocrisy here. So these doctors filed a lawsuit saying this drug should be off the market. 
And sure enough, uh, this is decided in Texas, and a, conser- a Trump-appointed judge, judge saying, yes, that's correct. I'm going to ban these abortion drugs. And uh, quickly enough, in Washington state, uh, another law, similar law, uh, a lawsuit was filed in regard to the same drug, where a federal judge saying, no, 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 this drug can stay on the market. Now it reached the U.S. Supreme Court. And guess what? As I said before, in the Dobbs decision, episode number one, the Dobbs decision is based on this uh, uh, Anthony Scalia's belief that abortion issue is a state matter, not a federal matter. I disagree. I think it's, I believe it's a federal matter. So whatever those excuses, the Dobbs decision rulers made, the fundamental thing is this. They all believe the abortion matter belongs to the state. Let the state to decide. I disagree. I have said HIPAA is a federal law prohibiting anyone to disclose another person's health information. That's a federal law, not a state law. So it's impossible to enforce a state law against abortion by violating a federal law. Right? The second reason is that all these abortion drugs are regulated by FDA, a federal agency. There's no state FDA. There's only a federal FDA. So if you are going to make abortion illegal by the state, then all these federally regulated abortion drugs will have to become illegal. How that work? It does not. Because the federal law trumps the state law. Right? So the reason... Oh, by the way, as we know, that the U.S. Supreme Court actually have said this issue of these abortion drugs is quite complicated. They are not going to make a decision as of yet, as of this past Friday. They are going to wait for the lower court to do their job and wait after those lower court made their decisions and then decide afterwards. So like I said, the Dobbs decision last year already said abortion is a state matter. Now they made a whole lot of work for themselves. There will be a lot of lawsuit in about these uh, women's rights on body autonomy, on making their own choices, on protecting their own private health matters. All these will be legal controversy. They're going to come up. I actually is very surprised why it takes so long for these things to come up because they will be. And that just, this just shows that our justice system is in complete chaos because there's no consistency whatsoever. And, uh, and, and, and so this is the second recent, uh, events that I want to talk about. The third one is a little bit controversial. Back in May of last year, I have uh, uh, talked about topic whether Trump, Donald J. Trump, is a victim of a judicial white privilege, in which I have concluded, yes, he is, for all his legal troubles. So for the first thing I've said, 
Donald Trump is the enemy of the deep state, aka the National Security Administrative State, those alphabet agencies that in charge of something called national security. Okay? So as we know recently, the DOJ, the National Security Division of the DOJ, has indicted Uhuru. This is a Pan-African Socialist Party group. It's a by the same group of deep state agencies filed charges against them. And guess what Donald Trump's trouble is from? From the same deep state. The excuse is the same. Donald Trump is considered by the deep state a Russian assets. Uhuru recently in their indictment by the DOJ is also considered agent of Russian government. It's the same legal theory being applied to Donald Trump and this Uhuru movement. Uhuru movement. Okay, this is the first thing. So I want to go over that. Second, I want to talk about this Elvin Bragg's indictment of Donald J. Trump. Because I have not talked about it at all. But it, but it is, a, uh, I'm very, very happy to hear Byte. Byte is a lawyer who is also a host on this calling show. Uh, he show, he talked about this uh, Elvin Bragg's case against Donald Trump. Uh, Byte himself believed this is nothing to be excited about. It's almost of a something of a nothing burger. And I agree with Byte. To me, Elvin Bragg's case is a case of a, a public attorney, in this case, district attorney, and a private attorney's vengeance against Trump. That private attorney is Michael Cohen. I have said early in my past episodes, for your own attorney to be the star witnesses against you, Imagine you had a DOI issue. You talk to a criminal attorney and the criminal attorney turn around and talk to the police department saying you did drive under the influence of something. That's what we are talking about. Lawyers can get away with any shit they do with either it's a crime or ethic violation. So Michael Cohen literally did something. It's called a breach of contract. As we know, Donald Trump, in case you don't know, Donald Trump has filed a lawsuit against Michael Cohen for, among other things, breach of contract. Basically, what Donald Trump is saying, Michael Cohen has provided everything that caused all these troubles for Donald Trump. Does he have a case? I look forward to see it. However, there is an old, old concept that can be used here. Have you guys heard the term called the Star Chamber. You can Google that yourself. Star Chamber. Remember, I have said American justice system, American law, it's an import. It's imported from England. It's called English common law. If you've never heard of it, Star Chamber is a part of the English criminal justice system. Okay, I'm just going to read off the Wikileaks, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Wikipedia. Star Chamber was originally established to ensure 
the fair enforcement of laws against socially and the politically prominent people sufficiently powerful that ordinary courts might hesitate to convict them of their crimes. So Star Chambers, back in the old England, is established to go after famous people. Such back then, I don't know who are they, but in today's time, Donald J. Trump for one of them. Wikipedia continues. However, it became synonymous with the social and the political oppression through the arbitrary use and abuse of the power it wielded. So, in Donald Trump's situation, you know, we have seen wealthy people get away from from law enforcement in all aspects, in all political spectrum, right? Think about it. Is Donald J. Trump receiving a star chamber treatment today? First, this is first question. Second is that, is that treatment even-handed by our government? You probably will say no. I, I know the Trump supporters will say no. Because they will squarely point to the direction of Hunter Biden. Right? Recently, again, all these are recent happenings. If you don't know, you know, you're being told. Recently, I, an IRS supervisory agent has came forward saying the DOJ is literally doing cover-ups for Hunter Biden. So remember, Star Chambers was established to ensure fair enforcement of laws against socially and politically prominent people. Who is the most political prominent people today? It's Joe Biden. Right? Joe Biden. Does Joe Biden has a habit of interfering with the criminal investigations? Yes. I personally know what Joe Biden did in Delaware when he was the vice president and when his quote, good, unquote, son, Bo Biden, is, did the covering up, obstruction of justice on the high-profile cases in Delaware. So where is the star chamber treatment of Joe Biden? And he's crime families. So you can imagine what Trump is experiencing is a purely political motivated, in my opinion, prosecution. I'm not talking about the classified document yet because uh, I'm not talking about January 6th. I actually believe January 6th, Trump is totally liable for what happened. Okay, but for Alvin Bragg's case, you ask yourself, who is the victim of what Trump did about bribing someone for silence? 
Who is the victim? Think about it. There's no victim. That uh, prostitute, that uh, porn star, she was paid to be silent. Is it is it bad? Yes, it's bad. But who is the victim? Again, you ask yourself. Who, if there's no victim, then who is the criminal? Right? See, that's one of the reasons Biden is himself. He, he again, he, Biden is a lawyer himself. He's not too excited about this Alvin Bragg's case at all, and I agree with him. So, one of the problem with the Star Chamber back then is that. The Star Chamber has an unlimited amount of power that gives the Star that gives Star Chamber great flexibility, as it could punish defendants for any action which the Star Chamber felt should be unlawful, even when in fact the conduct was technically lawful. So the Star Chamber back then in Old England. Has a lot of power. That, as we all know, absolute power corrupt absolutely. And sure enough, the Star Chamber became a very oppressive tool, and it was abolished in England. So you could you could ask yourself: Are we repeating the practice of Star Chamber? I would say yes. I would I would say yes. So 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 that is the situation. The uh, the uh, I consider what Trump experiencing is a modern day star chamber. The only difference is that because I don't know enough about how it's done in old England, but I know what's going on now is that whoever is in power now can use this star chamber. They just law. They just abuse the law as a tool, as a lawfare, to go after their political enemies through legal proceedings. In Alvin Bragg's case. Once again, there's no victims at all, right? Back in July, uh, so back in August 21st last year, I did a episode called "Is Merrick Garland, the U.S. Attorney General, is is he a judicial white privileges?" Back then, my conclusion back then is a yes, he is. Mary Garland is a part of the Star Chamber because guess what? When he promised, when he guaranteed the Congress that he, the Delaware Attorney, uh, the U.S. Attorney in the, for the District of Delaware, has all the power to go after Hunter Biden, Mary Garland, our top law enforcement officer, is lying. He's lying through his teeth because he actually know with a political prominence of Joe Biden, his boss, 
with the fact that Joe Biden sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee for 35 years. With the fact that Joe Biden literally appointed or approved all the federal judges, high-ranking law enforcement, federal law enforcement, law enforcement officers in the District of Delaware, in, in fact, in the entire country, there is a mandatory need to appoint an independent counsel. The case of Hunter Biden must be removed from the District of Delaware and put it in another jurisdiction. Mary Garland was the chief judge of a D.C. Circuit Court, the second highest court of this entire country. He knows it, but he pretend that this uh, U.S. attorney for the District of Delaware can do his job. No, he cannot. I guarantee you that. It's a white privilege all over again. Okay? The recent indictment of Uhuru movement also shows Mary Garland is a judicial white privileges. In one of the Senate hearings, Garland pretended to shed tears. I mean, the way he talks, like he's choking with tears. I was just listening to his testimony. I did not actually watch it. When he talks about the decision called the Korematsu versus USA. I have said, the power of the deep state today came straight from that horrible decision in Korematsu that authorized the U.S. military, the national security apparatus, to, in, to mass incarcerate 120 Japanese Americans for no crime committed. This is the same Mary Garland who indicted Pan-African Socialist Party, the Ahuru movement, for sowing discord among the American uh, uh, people on behalf of the government of Russia. Okay, so that is the second topic I want to touch base on. And the third one is I call the white whistleblowers. Because we had another whistleblower. I call the whistleblowers civil insurrectionists. They are insurrectionists, all right. The only difference is they are not violent. They are upset. They are deeply upset about what's going on. They use a civil way of doing things to embarrass the government, right? I talked about the uh, the Supreme Court leakers of the Dobbs decision draft, and uh, recently this guy Jack Texera, Texera, he leaked Pentagon documents about the. Uh, 
deep state's plan for Euro, uh, Ukra- uh, war in Ukraine and for conflict with China and yada, yada, yada. So I have talked about this before. First of all, why this insurrectionist being a civil insurrectionist or violent insurrectionist? I've said it before. When the government becomes lawbreakers, we the people take the law into our own hands. That's what these whistleblowers, that's what these civil insurrectionists do. Right? But I also want to share with you all tonight is that, did you notice that all these whistleblowers are white folks? And why is that? Anyone volunteer? Can anyone name a whistleblower that are not white? Okay? So, a lot of people deny, oh, there's no such thing called a white privilege. I have said plenty. Here is another example. Okay? I've said before, an opiate overdose. There's a lot of death associated with the opiate overdose. Fentanyl or, 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 or cocaine or whatever. But st- by statistics, by government reports, majority of the opiate overdose deaths are white person. Why is that? I've said before. Because the war on drug, the drug, the enforcement of a drug law are predominantly going used to going after racial minorities. Not the white drug users. Not the white drug processors. Again, Hunter Biden, shining, shining example. Postboy of a cocaine processor and cocaine user. When the white population is not being go, uh, uh, watched over for drug use, they will use more. They will use higher dosage. They will have a more prolonged usage of drugs. And that is why the overdose death are mostly white folks. By the same token, almost all whistleblowers have been white folks. Jack Texera is not some high-ranking intelligence officers, right? You have read about him. He is a national guardsman, a part-timer. How can how can he be allowed to access top classified Pentagon document? Take a guess. He's from Massachusetts, stationed in Massachusetts. He's white. Do you know Edward Snowden is a college dropout? How could Edward Snowden obtain access to so many, so many millions of classified documents? without seemingly sufficient qualification. It's not news for you. It's because of their skin color. 
So as we know, now there is a IRS whistleblower coming forward saying everything the DOJ and the IRS is doing is to cover up for Hunter Biden's tax offenses, not the gun violation, not the cocaine possession, not those, uh, but the tax evasions. They are not like a hundred thousand dollar tax. I heard it's like a four point some million dollar income not reported to IRS. There's a lot of taxes in the millions. So take, look, I'm going to guess. I'm willing to bet. This IRS whistleblower is a white person. And I'll be very happy if I lose. Because if your skin color is not white, you and you work in the government, you have to be twice, at minimum, twice as good to survive. You are really to be trusted with the top secret of the deep state. That's how it works. And prove you I'm wrong. Just name a whistleblower who is not a white person. So that is the third thing I want to go over. Again, these are all recent news I want to talk about. So I'm glad I can just talk about it tonight all at once. Now I want to talk about a Huru indictment. As early as August of 28, as soon after they got searched, uh, their, their home was searched, their office was searched, I was quite outraged. So I did an episode on this uh, FBI raid of the office and their homes. In case you do not know, prior to Biden administration, the Trump administration also weaponized the DOJ and the National Security Division and the FBI. Trump does the same thing. So I have no sympathy for Trump whatsoever. What Trump has is called the China Initiative. The China Initiative under Trump, which started in November 2018, went after about 5,000 suspects of Chinese heritage, me included. Okay? When Joe Biden took over, he named the new head of the DOJ National Security Division and yada, yada, yada. This guy's name is, uh, oh, I forgot his first name. His last name is Olson, O-L-S-O-N. He made a, he, this guy discontinued the China initiative, but he expanded in a, to a totally new territory. In his own words, it's called a foreign malign inference. Foreign malign inference. Basically, he's saying, I'm going to quote him. Quote, this is on DOJ's website. This is his remarks. We must also defend the integrity of American political discourse by exposing foreign Malay influence campaigns. Remember, what Trump got into trouble is that the deep state back then believed 
Russia is influencing our presidential election during the 2016 election cycle, right? So Trump is being investigated, was being investigated back then for some foreign malign influence. So Olson is doing expanding that. Okay, continue what uh, what he uh, uh, his remarks. Olson's remarks. Our laws demand that foreign governments and agents be transparent about their efforts to influence the American public, and insist that they respect those parts of our electoral processes that are reserved for Americans alone. In recent years. In recent years, DOJ has exposed and prosecuted covert influence efforts undertaken on behalf of the government of Russia, China, Malaysia, and Pakistan, to name just a few. At the same time, we are strengthening the civil and administrative enforcement of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Now, this is what this guy said back in 2021, I believe. When I saw that, I immediately went to talk to my lawyer friend. I said, "Is this a direct violation of Americans' First Amendment rights?" I mean, we Americans are proud of our privilege and rights to disagree with each other, to disagree with the government. We do not need a foreign government to teach us how to disagree with our government. It's our natural-born rights to question our government, and this lawyer friend might agree. He said, "This is crazy shit." This is back in 2021 when this thing first came out, because as you know, I'm the victim of Donald Trump's China Initiative, so I closely follow what are going to do when Biden took office. When I saw these remarks by this new chief. Of the National Security Division, I was like, "Holy smoke! This guy is going after any free speech person for whatever he dislike." So I'm going to take a pause, and I'll take、uh, Stupi's call. In fact, I'm going to make her a, a speaker. Go ahead, Stupi. Oh, hey. Um, I'm actually mopping. I think I pocket dialed you. I had the phone in my pocket. <laughs> okay, no problem. I'm sorry, I was just listening. Good show, though. Oh, no problem. No problem.、Uh, okay, I'll, then I'll take a billet. Go ahead, billet. So, so this week in your judicial white privilege, now it's、uh, concerning the, the Trump case and some of the people involved in. in、uh, In in this matter now, Peter. Oh, I have talked about Trump、uh, back in uh, uh, back in what?、Uh, hold on a second. I think、uh, I have talked about Trump being a victim of this.、Uh, he called it the two tier justice system, right? I called it the、yeah. judicial white privilege, right? Judicial white privilege. May eighth last year, I already discussed whether Trump is a victim of judicial white privilege. I said yes, he is. Even even he being a white man, I mean, he、yes. falls under that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, do you know, Vilat? Well,、uh, 
recently you probably heard the、uh, life expectancy in the U.S. has dropped. Like、uh, well, yeah, men are are dying in their in their sixties、uh, and seventies. Yeah, instead of other countries, the eighties all the way to a hundred, right? Yeah. Do you know what ethnic group uh, uh, has uh, suffered the the, the 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 loss in their life expectancy? White, white man, white man, white man. To be more specific, but at the same time, white man has has taken himself down because of the variety of lifestyles that he engages、uh, in his liberalism, in his licentiousness, and for going away from from the old traditions and the old religions of the Christian religion. That's been also his demise, and at the same time, for not procreating in comparison to many immigrant groups, this is this is also another another、uh, sign of the demise of the white、uh, Anglo-Saxon people. And like I said, for every couple, when you hear them say, "There's got to be a minimum of two children. If they only have one child, that that does it. That's not enough to multiply." Whereas other immigrant groups, especially like Chinese, you know this better than I do, Peter. Especially you're a parent.、Uh, they ha- they have four or five children, especially they're immigrants. Whereas the Chinese Americans only have two, two or three. The、uh, the immigrant Chinese from China has about four or five, right? That used to be the norm. Something somewhere around the line. I'm just generalizing. I'm not exactly. No, I, I'm not talking about China, but I think、uh, in in here in the U.S., I think、uh, probably a Chinese couple typically will have a three. You know, I I、mm-hmm. I, I, I have three cho-、uh, cho- children. And 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 here here the same、uh, in America, the the white people depending on and and the area and in.、Uh, Whether you know from southern all the way to like you say back east, you know New York and California, you 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 see people have less in,、uh, less children, and for though usually the wrong reason, not because they can't or because they don't marry, but usually because they just don't want to.、Uh, they don't want again to to uphold the old tradition. They're they're much more、uh, left leaning, so they ha- they、uh, they want to do more with their lives where it doesn't involve necessarily、uh, having to take care of kids, a family like that. So. Well, it's understandable, but but, but like for、more. example,、there's、yeah. But, but le- why why don't you compare like for example the demise in Japan? Why is the number so low there?、Uh, well, there's a reason. There's a reason. You have a. I know your、uh, emphasis on the is on the value, the family value, and all that. There's nothing wrong with that. Just, I mean, put out first, okay?、Mm-hmm. But but like I said, in this January of this year. I have did a show. It's called the the white victims of a judicial white privilege. I have asked a specific question: Why does a white father in Utah kill five of his own children? I'm telling you, these white folks are they're crazy.、Uh, I mean, the way I, they do, I, they, I they, care they, about white people too. I no, mean, don't、okay. get me wrong. I I have white family、yes. on my nephew's side from Mississippi. Yeah,、But、my nephew. My nephew. I I feel sooner than later my nephew's gonna adopt his wife. Yeah, I, I'm、uh, I, don't, I don't really hate people. Well, why? Because my my nephew wants more kids, and she's、mm-hmm. uh, the the non typical white educated woman with a master's degree who d- who works in teaching and administration at a at a charter school, and and who didn't want to have more kids. You see, my nephew has two kids. One from his previous wife that only lasted ten years. And then his his、uh, latest relationship that's going on ten years.、Mm-hmm. His child is almost in her last year of high school,、mm-hmm. and at the charter school level. So my 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 nephew's always he's always been really good at with getting women. So he he's now looking it up to amp his game, and I don't blame him when when there's just the traditional 
uh, non-traditional, sorry, American woman that comes up with their feminism and I don't want children or and all this other bullshit, left-leaning. What do they want? My, my nephew's very traditional, very Christian. And he says, if I have to leave this woman, I will. And, and it won't be that hard for him because his looks and yep. the way he approaches women, he's, he's a ladies man, you know? Uh-huh. He'll get just about any, any nice. And now he's looking more, with more money, with more property as a trucker. And he, he, he's told me where he's looking at and what are his regrets. And, and you know what? I, I agree with him. He could have done better. And, and he would have, he would have got himself a nice woman that would have at least bore him uh, at least, uh, giving him at least three or four kids, he would have been nice. He would have been happy. But no, she, she started, uh, you know, putting, using contraceptives and doing everything in her power to not get pregnant again. And, and, uh, this is one of the things that my nephew's coming to that passage at 10 years. Do I really want to stay with a person another 10 years, you know, the rest of my life or do I cut it, you know, right, you know, because he's going to be 43. He's 42 right now, but. My, my nephew's got it made in comparison to me. I don't got it made. I don't got the money. I can't really do what I as I want to. I have to stick as a single man. But my nephew's got it made. That's why I'm also thinking about going into trucking. If I don't do network technology again, I'll get into trucking and, and you know, so I can see the big bucks. But it's going to, part of my life is going to be dedicated to that, you know, a great mm-hmm. chunk of my life. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm not doing it because I'm like him. Um, he's an alpha male in comparison to me. But I, I've noticed that that he's told me I want more kids, and if this woman's not giving it to me, I'll, I'll move on to have uh, a relationship with somebody else. But I'll have to divorce. And, uh, yeah. He's just waiting around. He's lingering around. You see this? His woman. You see, the, the more the leftist a woman becomes, the more feminist type, the more they lose out. And this is not right. This is, destroys the family. Feminism destroys the family. We we were talking about this in the Pangburn. We we're talking in other shows, mm-hmm. and this is a fact. Fact of life. And there's just some people that are not for it, you know? And, uh, again, my nephew is very traditionalist and I respect that. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I, you know, I know your, your emphasis on value. I, you know, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that whatsoever, right? That's your angle. My angle is always this. If a tragedy happens, the government, the public, the people have the rights to know exactly why. I have a, I have a two episode this year alone. First one showing this uh, Utah father a very you know a value he who has a value very close to Vlad value system that why he will kill his five children and of course the first batch of news in January soon after the killing is that his wife just filed for a divorce. Now, re- more recently, in, 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 I think two weeks ago, I have learned, no, he, this Utah father was investigated for criminal abuse of his own children two years ago. So, and I'm not saying he must be a child abuser. What I'm trying to say is that we, the people, deserve to know all the rights. So, so assuming this guy killed himself at age of 50, so that will be an outlier to drag down average life expectancy of a typical white male. And in the second episode this year alone, I mentioned that this uh, woman, uh, this uh, uh, father in upstate New York, who killed his sixteen-year-old uh, daughter while she was asleep, and then he killed. Do you child. do you and think I, there's any correlation to all the mass murder that have happened in the hands of white people? Columbine, 
No. Colorado, no, all, all that shit, it, it, or, no. or Nashville, the latest one. They're all white people usually. No. They're I, not I, black I, or Latinos. No. Latinos maybe Uvalde, you know. No, there is a Latino. Don't be arrogant about it, okay? There is a Latino. I have to find the link for you. It's actually, no, no, that, that's Uvalde. I, I get you on that one. No, and no, maybe no, no, Nicholas no, Cruz. Maybe Nicholas Cruz. No, but that was a white. No, that was a no, white. Uh, which one? No, there is. You can Google. This is in Los Angeles. There is a. His, I, I saw his name. I know he's a Hispanic. Uh, he had a three children. He's supposed to visit his three children in a church. So he brought the gun, killed all three of his children in the church and the chaperone of their three children. You can, it's in, it's in West. It's, so I do follow all cases of gun violence. I always want to find out why. So no, I'm don't, don't think that all the Latinos are not going to use guns when they have a grievance that cannot be resolved by the court. Peter, and, and I'm not okay? trying to be racist. Just this past year, at the beginning of the year, that was all Asian. Uh, up there, <laughs> remember? Monterey Park, right, right behind where I live, 15 minutes away. Northern California, Oakland, mm -hmm. and the other one, uh, what was it? They call it Moon Bay. That was yep. all Asian. That's all you, baby. That's all you. That is all you. I got three on you. In one month, three on you. In one month. Like that said, is bad. The first one that said, is bad. Yeah. Like a, the <laughs> a, a social press probably just two days ago saying, this year we are on the pace to be a record-breaking year on mass shootings. Okay? I'm doing this victory lap for the reasons that I have said last year, a year ago. I said, we are really in bad, bad shape. This so-called democracy does not have a functioning justice system. That's why people shooting each other. Period. So, so I hope I answered your question, Vilat. So, if I may, I'm just going to continue on the uh, on the Uhuru indictment. So, this new head of the National Security Division of DOJ. They are considering foreign malign influence is a crime against the U.S. Uh, by the way, like I said, going back to Alvin Bragg's prosecution of Donald Trump, his case, like I said, Biden has said, this is a weak, weak case. We don't know where it's going. But I have asked the same qu uh, the question. Who is the victim in Alvin Bragg's case against Trump? Nobody except some political people. So our justice system is being abused by the politicians to go after each other. That's what they do. It's not about fighting real crimes. You don't need a victim. He will have a case, Alvin Bragg. So in in the in the in the in this uh, foreign Malay inference, you ask the same question: Who is the victim? We, the American people, disagree with each other, disagree with our government as inherent rights. It's called the First Amendment. So now you're saying we are so stupid we can be easily influenced by any foreign government. Or even a foreigner? 
who don't even speak perfect English, like, like, like myself, we think for ourselves, I'm pretty sure. Right? But guess what? They do consider that. So, and they have an actual case. After going after Donald Trump as a Russian agent, now this time is the Uhuru movement. I have said back in uh, August of last year, when the Uhuru movement was searched by the FBI, I said, this is very similar to what J. Edgar Hoover did. Uh, by the way, as I said, J. Edgar Hoover's name is on the building of the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. He continued to inspire these criminals wearing a uniform called the FBI, going after us, the people. All right, so I'm going to quote the Uhuru indictment announcement. Again, it's posted on the DOJ's website. I quote, Sowing discord is, uh, my apology, this is from a, a, a biblical study. Sowing discord is one of the most heinous sins in the Bible. I'm sorry, uh, this is not the one. I'm going to read the actual one from, from, the, uh, from the DOJ's website. The title of the DOJ's announcement is this. U.S. citizens and Russian intelligence officers charged with the conspiring to U.S. citizens as the illegal agents of the Russian government. The subtitle of this announcement, Defendants sought to sow discord, spread pro-Russia propaganda, and interfere in elections within the United States. Spread pro-Russia propaganda. Remember, I had an episode. It's called the FBI's Disinformation Board. What is that disinformation? There's another name for it. It's called the propaganda. So the FBI has arrogated themselves to determine what is truth, what is not. What is disinformation, what is not. What is propaganda, what is not. And they're going to use that to establish probable cause to go after you. Okay, so here's the title and subtitle. Now I'm going to quote what they said in the, in the announcement. Quote, the department will not hesitate to expose and prosecute those who sow discord and corrupt U.S. election in service of hostile foreign interests regardless of whether the culprits are U.S. citizens and the foreign individual aboard, end quote. Now, this is the, this is the one of the uh, comments from this uh, guy who was inducted, uh, Chairman Yashitela of the Pan-African Socialist Movement. Okay, he said, are you really thinking that we, are, the Africans, are this stupid? That we need the Russians to teach us our history of being enslaved, <laughs> you know, and all that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that. That's a good question. That's a good question. Believe it or not, this narrative was used prior to the Civil War of the United States. Before the Civil War, the Southern slave owners 
accused the North of sowing discord among slaves to run away. The Southern states is, was extremely upset that the runaway slaves were somehow encouraged by the Northern states, as if the human beings agreed to be slaved. As if the, a normal human being would not aspire to be free. This is how, you know, you know, this is the exact logic that today's DOJ use. The same logic the slave owners back then used. The slaves are actually very stupid people. They are animals. If you don't teach them this kind of stuff, liberty, freedom, they'll never run away. They actually think that. Isn't that horrendous? So going back to the, their own words, the department, the DOJ, will not hesitate to prosecute, regardless of whether the culprits are U.S. citizens or foreign individuals abroad. Uh, abroad. Here is an example going back to the Russia Gate investigation. As we all know, from FBI's own uh, 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 Inspector General. When James Comey learned the Russian government is trying to interfere with the U.S. presidential election, both the, the King Clinton campaign was briefed, saying, hey, guys, please watch out. We're having a situation. The Russian may be trying to interfere with our presidential election. Okay, this is the treatment from the Clinton, uh, 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 the Clinton campaign received. What the what the what's the treatment given to the Trump campaign? The Trump campaign was targeted from get go that they are the Russian agents. So my question would be this: as they both. Clinton and Trump being U.S. citizens, should they equally be treated as a victim of the Russian election interference towards U.S.? After all, Russia is our common enemies. After all, we should treat each other equally. Right? How come you're treating this group to be the victim how come, who gave you the authority to designate Clinton campaign as the victim and Trump campaign as the perpetrator? That's what they did. Again, this is, the, I call it the white ethicism. They believe they have the moral superiority among all people, all political organization to designate a victim and go after whatever they consider the enemy. And this is where I want to, you know, I did not even know where this word coming from. Oh, by the way, believe it or not, Tucker Carlson actually spent five or six minutes commenting on the indictment of the Uhuru movement.
And he, he, he said the, 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 the most glaring words he come, he got from this indictment is the word sowing discord. He's right. What discord mean? Just discord means dis disagreement among people. Sowing discord. I'm sowing discord right now. Am I a criminal? I'm pretty sure a lot of people disagree with me. But I'm entitled. I have the rights under the First Amendment to say whatever I say. So therefore, I googled a little bit what this word sowing discord is from. Sure enough, it's from Bible. Sowing discord is one of the most heinous sins in the Bible. This is from a religious website. It is a wicked sin fathered by pride and was found in Lucifer in heaven who sowed discord to a third of God's holy angels to disobey God. Okay, this is probably against the Velas value system. Now our government has 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 appointed themselves as God. It's yes. it's right up my alley because it's biblical. Um, I'm, I abide by that. We don't supposed to sort discord. We have a lot of that already in our in our government in our societies. That's why it's very toxic. People sow discord. People sow hatred. People kill each other, and it doesn't literally have to mean literally when they stab each other, or shoot each other with guns, but they do it with hatred. People malign each other. They speak behind. They backstab each other. People people uh, give false witness and testimony. That's what the U.S. is all about right now. That's why everything is so divided because who's trying to control the information, calling each other the misinformation? Okay, you have to think about that. And that's done with evil intent. All this Russia hoax and all that—that that was done with evil intent. So who's trying to control that that information? In fact, remember early in the first two years of of uh, Biden, what did he say? I, I want to bring in the the Ministry of Truth. Talk about controlling information. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, Trump is not an angel in in this regard either. Right? Oh, no, 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 he's not. He's not. He's got a shitload of his own problems. But I'm I'm talking about the real problems, not the ones that they that they're inventing, like that guy Attorney General Braggs. Okay, not not the ones that he's trying to invent. I'm talking about real shit, not mm -hmm. fake shit. So we have a lot of fake shit that you have to really look into. Again, Russia hoax, Russia collusion, no such thing. So we got to look into all that. And so far, all he's done is muddied the water so much where people can't tell the difference. And a lot of people don't care. The people are just haters because they listen to all the garbage on TV. That's all they do. Yes. They don't really do critical thinking. They don't study. They don't see, you know what, you know, I'm going to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. No, they go over there and shit on the man. Yet before he was in politics, they wouldn't do that because they love Trump. Trump was all over the damn place. You know what I mean? Yep. So let me, so let, let me come in with the sewing discord. I'm not disagreeing with the Velat in a sense that there's another word called the gaslighting, right? Uh, when you trying to instigate hatred among peoples, yes, that's a sin. That is bad. I agree 100%. But remember this, sowing discord, so the, the voice disagreement with the government is our 
inherent rights and privilege and the First Amendment. As long as it is done with zero intent to make one group people hate another and all that, it's entirely legit. Right? I have always said this show is not about why you should hate white people. It has nothing to do with white people. It's everything to do with the government. We call ourselves a democracy. I don't consider today we have a democracy. We have almost a theocracy. We have a majority, white majoritarian democracy. I'm criticizing this form of government as it exists today. I don't believe it's sustainable. It has, has nothing to do with the hating a particular ethnic group whatsoever. Right? So I'm not disagreeing with, uh, with Vlad. As a matter of fact, I have always said, I don't even watch the mainstream media at all. But every time, including when I observe folks on calling, hating each other, I always want try to be the peacemaker. Okay? And I always try to why, find out why. Is it the food we're eating? Is it because American is eating too much food containing too much animal hormones that cause us to be this hostile towards each other? We should not be that. No, I'm saying that not because I certain religion I'm believing. No. I'm just saying, as a human being, you should hold minimum amount of hate towards anyone. Consider hate, anger, a toxin in your body, in your mind, in your brain. It's bad for you. Okay? Okay? But disagreeing with the government, you can do any disagreement with the government. It's all within your rights. These Ahuru, the Ahuru movement, they seems to me they're just like a, some Black Panther type of organization. They have some service provided for free to their community members. They demand reparation. They, you know, they have some opinion about the international affairs. It's their own opinion. I don't think they need anyone to teach why they should like Ukraine or hate Ukraine. In other words, if this guy Greg on the call-in, he is a big fan of Ukraine. I don't blame him. But, and the first thing that I will never say, Greg, you are brainwashed by the Ukrainian government. But, but No, I'm but, just, you have but, the right to believe whatever you but believe. But he is, he's pro-Nazi. He doesn't he, want to recognize that he's pro, okay. pro Azov Battalion neo-Nazi. Okay, no, I do. I did not listen to him that often. Okay, I don't debate him and all that. I actually welcome him for debate. In fact, tomorrow night I'm going to do something in response to what he did recently. Okay, whether the war in Ukraine is an imperialistic war or not, but he has all the rights under the First Amendment to say whatever he wants to say. Period. I respect that. I will never, never do any trickery to take that rights away from him, period. But here, the U.S. government 
They can't step in. They say, uh, uh, uh. So sowing discord now has become a probable cause for government to going after you. Like I said, it's a little victory lap for me because I've said the FBI already have a disinformation board. And it is guided by this uh, guy, Olsen. It's called the Malay Foreign Influence. If you are suspected of uh, sowing discord to promote that Malay Foreign Influence, you're in big trouble. Remember, the national security lawyers are super expensive. How expensive? I'll tell you. This professor in MIT, who is originally from China, just like myself, when he was arrested and charged, he has to come out with a $400,000 for lawyers. Okay? Michael Flynn, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, a Trumper, he spent $2 million for his case. And he ended up with taking a plea. How much money the Uhuru movement actually has? Think about it. Think about it. You are being accused of being a traitor of your nation. Okay? Again, it's a little victory lap for me because this proved my point. This judicial white privilege is bad for the left and bad for the right. Because this is what the government is doing to us, all of us. All right, so, 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 so that's, you know, that's what I, you know, want to talk about. Just remember, our justice system is a capitalistic justice system. The lawyers who are representing you, who are representing the Uhuru movement, they are there for money. They will never bring up the argument that I just made. Okay? They, they, they are, they very, uh, by the way, I actually contacted, uh, the legal team for this, uh, Harvard law professor by the name of a uh, Charles Lieber. He, this is uh, Charles Lieber. He ended up changing lawyers two different times. Okay. He ended up still found, uh, be found to be guilty of, uh, this is a, a, a Trump's China initiative cases. Okay. Again, I don't have sympathy for Trump, but I'm glad he's in, he's trapped in with all this shit because I know he has the money and the fame to fight the shit, which will expose the corrupted justice system that we have today. All right. So I, I like it a lot because this is my little victory lap. I was like, I told you so. This is going to happen. So, uh, uh, Stubi, let me make you the speaker. Because uh, I will make the last speaker too, just in case other wants to call in. Hey, this time I'm calling for real. Sorry about before. No, no worry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I just wanted to to point you to this other bill that passed last year, uh, which was the countering malign Russian influence in Africa, which kind of uh, 
sets up the same uh, sort of congressional, I don't know, authority to act against uh, African states that uh, that are in any way sort of, um, you know, acting under the influence of Russia, supposedly. Uh, I just, I said, I put the link in the chat if you want to see it, but I, I remember that. That's a hilarious. That's a good one. Please. Yeah, I, I did not know. That, that they actually did is, I mean, again, Congress is just as stupid as the rest of the other uh, two branch of the government. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you oh, short. No, 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 that's it. It's just that it came around. Uh, I think it passed. They, they proposed it earlier last year, I think in March, but I think it passed in like September or so. So I remember it was around the time, the a little bit after it passed around maybe a month or two after the Uhuru raids last year, last summer. Uh-huh. So it kind of, you know, set my alarms off that it's sort of pretext for um, war, war without really, um, I don't know, not congressional. Well, it sort of gets to skip congressional. This is the congressional approval, right? So they don't have to um, go through those process- processes when uh, when they decide to attack in African countries, you know? Yep. All they say is, oh, you, you uh, violated this thing that we passed uh, in 2022 and well uh... yeah I appreciate it you know why because this is a great one like I said the white privilege has three tiers right it's the white majority to make the law at the expense of racial minorities it's the white majority to enforce the law at their discretion at the expense of the racial minorities. Well, and it's um, it was, when it you was, when uh, you when when you hope the courts, the justice, the judiciary can uphold the even equal treatment under law. You were hoping the judiciary will uphold the equality of the law. No, guess what? The white majoritarian bench is going to administer the justice. At the expense of the racial minorities. So well, I to, wanted to say they got a black congressman to propose the bill, Gregory Meeks from New York. So it was undercover. Right. Are you saying he's a house slave in the in the people's house? Yep. Okay. Okay. So I'm not surprised. I have said actually I'm gonna talk about uh, Clarence Thomas because many people that will be my last topic tonight. Uh, the people ask me whether Clarence Thomas is a house slave or not. But going back, this is a great uh, uh, addition, uh, Stoopies, because of this. This is a typical white supremacy thought that Africans don't have the brain to think for themselves. It's we, the white Americans, teach them how to think about Russians, about the Chinese. Right, because uh, I, for example, I have learned. I'm going to talk about this in in the other show, the ethnopolitics show. This African leader, I forgot his name. He said, "Who these people think we are? That do you? They really think the African leaders, elected leaders, don't know whether there's a a dead trap by the Chinese towards African countries or not? Do they have their own brain to decide that or not? I mean, these Western Lily white nations, they truly believe they need to think for the best interests of African countries, despite the fact they just conveniently ignore 
that they owe huge reparation to these African countries. And this Rwanda president, I know Stubi is not a big fan of him. He said this, I think, the best. He said, when there is the debt trap topics, you have to ask, is the lender is has a part of causing that issue or the borrower causing that issue or both the lender and the borrowers cause that problem? I think he's right. All these debt issues has to be done case by case, loan by loan basis. But for a U.S. Congress to use a broad brush saying we're going to counter the so-called uh, Malay foreign influence in African countries, guess what? It's none of your fucking business. It's two other countries having free exchange of a trade or whatever. If there's something bad, there's a World Trade Organization, there's other international organization to deal with it. Right. So, so, so that is a hilarious. Uh, uh, thank you, Stubby, for the uh, for the addition. So, if nothing else, I'm going to go to the 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 last topic. How low would the SCOTUS go? SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States. Recently, because of this Clarence Thomas issue. His association with this uh, billion-dollar conservative guy. Now, the Congress, the Senate, is asking Chief Justice Roberts to testify on Supreme Court ethics issues. Of course, the main thing is really because of this association, affiliation between Thomas and uh, and some business dealings, financial relationships between this Mr. Crow, the Texan Texas Brenier, billionaire, and the Clarence Thomas. I have said back in the last year, I said when Dobbs decision came out, I said the Supreme Court did the biggest favor to this show. Because if when I first started thinking about this topic back in 2016, my lawyer friend has always warned me, saying, "Look, Peter, you actually—it's the court who are correcting the historic mistakes that has oppressed the racial minorities. You should not attack the court this badly." I disagree, and of course, fast forward in 2022. When the Dobbs decision was handed down, I said, bingo, the court just make my case. Back then, the public is asking this question. How come three justices has promised during the Senate confirmation hearing that they are not going to touch the Roe v. Wade? They testify under the oath. Did they commit a crime? I know AOC said those people who lied in the Congress, the justice should be impeached. I agree with her. I agree with her. Back then, I was saying the Congress tried twice in vain to, 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 to impeach Donald J. Trump. Why not just do it once for three justices? Because the thing is, there's no law for that. There's no ruling for that. It's like saying...
the, that the judges can have in Jehovah are very exactly. in the Supreme exactly. Court. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The so Supreme Court actually does. And, and even threaten. It's, it's just like the Democrats, typical leftists, to come up with a bullshit and say, we're going to go after. They only go after those that they don't like. So you got to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Supreme Court Supreme Court 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 you're being breaking off so I, I think I got what you mean and I agree with you which I'm going to go over okay so like I said Supreme Court is the only place there's actually no law or even ethics rules that govern them not at all these are the highestly placed people you cannot get rid of that's why I call them the key is that there is the key word I want you to focus on is not about white in the judicial white privilege. The key word is privilege. Being privileged, meaning the people can do nothing about them. I have said in, in last year, the Supreme Court leaker did not violate any law. There's no law saying the Supreme Court clerk cannot leak the draft. There's no law. Yeah, but it's a it's an ethics violation. Them, yeah, until they find the Supreme Court leakers, there is some ethics violation. It's ethics. They I just haven't found who it was. It's yeah. an ethics violation. It's a code of conduct. It's not a law. I understand, but but I understand it's not a law. But there's rules that they have to live by, and there's something the 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 clerks are are trusted not to leak that information now i don't think it was necessarily a clue if it would have been one of the oh throw it out there uh, you are breaking off now, pretty make badly. it look like it's a clerk but even though it really didn't happen with a clerk it, it, basically it's there's no law being violated it's a ethics violation just like what clarence Ma Th thomas did with the disciplinaire, okay. Now I'm like I said. People have asked me before: Is Clarence Thomas uh, Uncle Tom or a house slave? Okay. Today I'm going to answer in part. He is being treated like a house slave of the Supreme Court. I'm not saying he is. He is being treated like a house slave of the Supreme Court. I'll tell you why. Can I, tell are, I have uh Vila, let let me finish and I'll let you talk. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Okay? Because first of all you, you're breaking off quite badly because I think it okay. So I have posted a link on the chat room. I have mentioned all this before. There's a one hundred and thirty federal judges unlawfully ruled in cases involving companies in which they and their families held shares. Any judges below the U.S. Supreme Court, not on the Supreme Court, below the U.S. Supreme Court, they are obligated, they are regulated by a law, by an actual statute. You can Google that, called the Federal Recusal Statute. Google that. Federal Recusal Statute. 
The Wall Street Journal even showed some pictures or drawings of the face of these judges. I'm going to take a guess. Majority of these 130 federal judges who unlawfully remember these are the words by the Wall Street Journal, not me, who unlawfully ruled in cases involving companies in which they and their families held shares. Who has go after them when they violated law? Like I said, these are majority of them are white judges. Oh, by the way, the it's these 130 judges probably about 10 percent of the federal bench. So there's probably 1,300 federal judges in the entire country. Okay, I can could be wrong, but I I believe I'm likely right. So it's a pretty big percentage of federal judges. Who knowingly, lawfully ruled in cases involving companies in which they or their family held shares? Have you heard any FBI investigation of these judges? No. What about the in,、uh, what about the insider trading by the Congress uh, uh, con uh, congressman and congresswoman? That that would be another one, also. But let me chime in, Peter. Um, did you know that Clarence Thomas used to work for Monsanto, and he had cases of Monsanto before his court, and he always ruled in favor of them. Why didn't he ever step to the side? What do they call him? Recuse himself. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, like I said, the Supreme Court is the only court the justice actually have no no laws regulate them. But my question is this. Why you are now going after Clarence Thomas when there's a hundred thirty federal judges already violate the actual law, actual statute?、Okay. Peter, I have a question. Go ahead. Is it is it because a lot of these federal judges that you're mentioning are they on the left? They won't go after them. I do、they'll、not know. Some, they'll go. Yeah, go they'll go, go only against someone on the right, like Clarence Thomas. Yeah, the, the only judge that I know has been impeached is a African American judge. <laughs> okay, I talk about him, his case,、uh, in the in my past episodes. Okay, and actually, the FBI did a stint operation and giving him some cash, put in his refrigerator, and then accused him of、uh, taking bribe. But but remember too, Peter. They've been going after Clarence Thomas ever since he was、uh, a candidate for the Supreme Court. Remember that, that、yes. case they tried、yeah. to bring against him in Congress,、uh, Juanita. What was it, Juanita something? Yeah. So、uh, to my, yeah. yeah. So what I'm always saying is this: when you don't enforce the law equally, when you don't enforce the ethic,、uh, ethics equally, it just shows your bias. Once again, I'm not saying Clarence Thomas is right doing what he did. I'm not saying Thomas Clarence Thomas' decision on Dobbs is、uh, is correct or wrong. I'm just saying for the same f rules, for the same f laws. Why you always use it to go after a racial minority first and foremost? That's why I said. Nobody is going to give a shit of our justice system. But, but honestly, Peter, 
What you should be asking is, why do you always go against a racial minority that is on the right? Not on the left, on the right. Why is it that they have to call him Uncle Tom and say that he's a sellout? The, the very same thing they treat uh, candidate for president now, uh, Larry Elder. The way they treated him here in California as he was running in the recall election against Gavin Newsom. The white face of black, the black face of white supremacy. That low, besides this time uh, writer, I forgot her name, Salatina. That's how low they have to go. The black face of white supremacy. Yeah, like I said, I, I look forward, I mean, I know a lot of people ask me, hey, is Clarence Thomas an uh, Uncle Tom? Well, there's the one case coming up, right? And I, I don't want to say it. It's this a Harvard admission cases. So Clarence Thomas may be the African American judge justice that's going to terminate the affirmative action admission practice in colleges. That will be a topic. After he make that decision, after he makes, it, then we can talk about is this guy Clarence Thomas, or Uncle Tom, or House Nate. But right now, what I'm going to say is this. You can tell that the same rule, the same law, it's always going to be enforced first and foremost on the racial minority. Why? Now, I, I don't take on the political perspective, like Vlad, uh, no, prefers to do. But I will ask that question to that, you know, does, does a liberal justice has similar kind of things? I'm, I don't want to ask that. I'm, I want to focus on just on the race. Now, it's possible, again, this is the law used as a political tools, right? We're going after whoever is against us, me being Democrats. So I will use whatever shitty approach. I see fit to go after my political opponents. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is my political opponent. You know. So, so, so that, of course, Chief Judge Roberts is not clean himself. I think uh, probably the Wall Street Journal or New York Times also publicized that his wife. His wife's profession is to place lawyers in those prestigious law firms who frequently have cases in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Is that a conflict of interest or is that at least an appearance of a conflict of interest? Of course it is. So, by the way, it's an invitation by Senator Durbin to Chief Justice Roberts to come to the Hill to testify. I look forward to it. I want to hear that test, uh, testimony, that hearing from the start to finish. Because as Senator Durbin said, the public confidence in our justice system is at the lowest in the history. I agree. It truly is the lowest. We cannot go even lower. I cannot. I, I don't know, because I know the Supreme Court is going to strike down the student loan forgiveness program. 
they're going to terminate affirmative action admission on the, on, uh, on the college. That two thing itself is going to stir up a lot of angers. Right? I like it for the benefit of this show. Because, uh, you know, we are, the Supreme Court is at the lowest right now. So go ahead for that. Don't you think it's time to do away with affirmative action already? To be honest? No, I. There have been discrimination against white men going into dentist school, medical school, uh, highly competitive, even Asian Americans that have been that have been discriminated, and yet they had the SAT scores and they had the, the college university education to get into postgraduate school. And, and what did they do? They threw them to the bottom of the barrel over over race. So they got a bunch of incompetent people based on race who can't do it on their own, and they let good talent out the window, all to, to fill in the blank on equality. Well, I don't want to, I, I don't have the capacity today to talk about uh, specific cases, but you can rest assured that I will comment on this uh, Harvard admission case as soon as the U.S. Supreme Court handed down the final decision. Because as you know, it's the Asian applicants and the white applicants against Harvard saying the affirmative action is wrong, right? The Supreme Court has to write something. And I think whatever, however they decide, I will have my comments. <laughs> and, uh, and like, guys, just remember this. This is my starting point. Our legal system is imported from England. England has only one race, the white race. The English but can, America they, is a multiracial society from the get-go. I, I know, but England has nothing on us. They're left behind. And as far as, uh, you know, England goes, they're about to be decimated in a few times, in a few next two, three decades. The Muslims are going to take care of their white asses. I'm going to put it like that. I don't want to sound right, racist, but it's the truth. But it's <laughs> their own doing. It's their own doing. They don't have a constitution. They have a monarchy. That's their own doing. So I don't feel sorry for them. They're going to be gone in a few years. Well, you're next, Vlad. Maybe you should feel sorry for them because you're no, you, you're no, no. You're the one that's being eliminated, not me, brother. <laughs> They're coming after you. All the shit that's, that you white people are doing to each other, that's on your time. That's on your watch. That's your people. Whatever makes you We Latinos are looking out, okay? We're looking out take the reins so you while you guys continue to screw each other don't worry about it other people are gonna are gonna take the reins so my jesus will protect you (laughs) jesus will protect Uh, this is not a religious show okay so yeah but that is pretty much all i want to talk about today guys and uh brady go ahead if you have anything else to you you you, you want to say I was going to add that I don't think a Harvard admission is everything it's cracked up to be anymore. Really, I mean, um, I agree I with you. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Harvard go ahead. education is the network of Harvard. The Harvard network, like who you know, who you bump into while you're there, mm-hmm. is probably more important than the actual education people are getting there. Yep, um, is yep. what I would offer. Yes, I agree with you. I, I think I mentioned I was watching this uh, uh, YouTube clip. That this woman who was, who is the head of the, of the Chinese high speed uh, railway company, because she is in charge 
of the design of all these high-speed trains. She graduated from a third-tier college that I used to pass by every time I go home from my college because I attended like a top-tier college in, in Shanghai, China. Her school is the third tier, and she became she became the head of the design uh, of the high speed railway. I was like, I guess the talent doesn't is not defined by by the school you attend. It's really by you know how good you are, you know, by the content of yourself. No, not by this which school you 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 attended. So so I agree with you, Brady. Anything else, Vlad? No, uh, great show. You got you're about to end it, uh, Peter. I assume. Uh, yes. I wait yes. for the next program and just continue what you always do. Uh, you know, I enjoy your program, so I think enough been said. Have a great night and see you when I see you. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, uh, for, 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 for joining me today. Tonight, yeah, I have another one tomorrow night on the geopolitical uh, topics. So. Uh, Feel free to join in, especially if you're free. And uh, thanks again. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Good night.